0: you are listening to an episode of the beehive podcast rubies and gold we are so happy you're here don't forget to like and subscribe on whichever podcast service you're listening on so you don't miss a thing and if you're a bit late to the party welcome why not pop back and catch up on any episodes you've missed so far Hello, and welcome to episode nine of our Beehive podcast, Rubies and Gold. I am your host, Karen, and each episode I'll be welcoming guests into our Beehive pod and chatting to them about all things Beehive. Today I'm joined by Charlotte and Ida. Morning. Morning. Hello. Morning. Welcome, welcome. Um, before we get into the proper stuff, the guests I chat to, some of our listeners may know you and some may have no idea who you are. Um, so, this is the part I've affectionately called the who I at section. It's sticking, it's staying, because I love it, and I don't ever want it to change. Um, and you're a creature habit. I am a creature <laughs> habit, and I'm a hooligan, yeah. so it really works. Um, Charlotte, you've done this before, so you can rest easy, Thank but Eda, this is your first time in the pod. It is indeed. <laughs> so this is your go. Um, I'm going to fire 10 questions at you. All I need is for you to give me your quickest response without thinking about it, like super quick, smart snappy <laughs> okay <No> pressure? <laughs> yeah no pressure um okay ready ready here we go
1: where were you born in germany sweet or savory sweet dogs or cats dogs what do you do for a living i'm the head of sustainability for a corporation in london nice beach holiday or action holiday oh action what's your favorite color oh uh blue
0: coffee I think. or tea <laughs> coffee spring summer autumn or winter autumn what's your favorite snack Ooh,
1: um, pastries. Oh, <laughs> Um, Shower or bath? Shower.
0: Nice. You did really well. Thanks. Good job. <laughs> Much better than me. I dithered around. Not a surprise. <laughs> dither. <laughs> dither, dither, dither. <laughs> very Charlotte. Um, brilliant. Thank you and welcome. I'm glad you're here. Um, today we're going to be talking about the Beehive Hub, uh, which is very exciting, right? Exciting. Yes. Yeah. Um. So taking us back um it's always been our plan at the beehive to be more than a shop and to have a hub where we can do um workshops and learn skills and stuff like that to kind of add to people's well-being absolutely Um, And so, Charlotte, back in 2 North Street, in our first permanent home, um, we launched our Beehive Hub workshops. Um, You started doing wellbeing workshops along the theme of kind of self-kindness and body confidence, right? I did, yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about that and how those
2: workshops went? So, back in the day, in the early days, um, when we were really just exploring and playing with workshops because we weren't sure what was going to work in that environment because ultimately people were coming into a shop yeah for something that wasn't shop like yeah and yeah, yeah. um, so the first challenge for us was to make the environment feel a little bit different yeah and um, so people were invited they came in in the evening beehive so it had Prosecco obviously.
0: Always as, like our listeners will know by now Prosecco <clears throat> yeah. is a beehive. Thing.
2: So the first workshops we did were um, self-kindness and body confidence and it's amazing now how this many years later I look back at those and reflect on them I'm like I wouldn't do them like that at all now yeah. but they were what we needed at the time yeah. and people were invited and um, it was participate as much or as little as you want and it workshops aren't where you are being spoken at for a whole time so there's an element of doing in mm-hmm. a workshop otherwise it'd be a lecture yeah and we didn't want a lecture people. <laughs> no um so it was it was really nice because it meant that people got chatting and it's it encouraged people who all had very similar um not issues but worries or concerns about themselves into a space where actually seeing other people in the same position made them feel seen yeah and ultimately that was the biggest springboard for me in developing the rest of the workshops that it wasn't necessarily
0: what I deliver it was how people left the room feeling yeah I love that and um I remember like because you and I have done kindness workshops in schools um that's side hustle um <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh we do so many things um but we did self-kindness workshops in schools mm-hmm. um in similar in the similar time and um I remember actually some of the um activities that we used with the kids I mean these were primary school children and some of the activities we used with the kids y- you used in those workshops and it's really interesting how actually it totally carries on like no matter what the age is and just Having that ability to use even the child-like workshops was so good. I think the biggest thing with everything that we do with the hub is,
2: as soon as somebody has committed ninety minutes, two hours to themselves, you know that they want to see change in their lives. Yeah, um, because that's that's a big um that's a big ask Mm. especially when people are working or their parents or they're busy and especially at the moment people have got multiple jobs so if they are saying i want to come and spend a couple of hours in your workshop that they're looking for something and for us Mm. as a hub team it's about looking at what the need is and fulfilling that need but creating and providing the space in the first place was really important
0: for us yeah absolutely um so the wonderful Rob Anderson had been running the public speaking course at what was then known as Ashford Vineyard, now Numa Church. Um, and when the Beehive opened its doors like permanently, Rob decided that it just made sense that like the environment was better at the beehive. So we moved it on over. And um, but Ida, you actually did the course with Rob in 2017 yep um so you were a guest on the course and um, can you tell me a little bit about your experience
1: of the course and how it helped you yeah definitely so the the course like you say was run here um at the the warehouse um originally and I joined it a little bit as a you know new year's resolution challenge yourself <laughs> um and I, I didn't enjoy public speaking at all Yeah. to start with. So it was one of those things that like really pushed me outside my comfort zone. Yeah. Um, it was one of those things that um, a friend of mine, actually, we both heard about the fact that it was going to be on and, and coaxed each other into it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I love friends like that. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so we went through the beginners one with Rob to start with, then we did the advanced one, um, which ultimately led to Rob saying, look, I'm actually looking to step back. Would you yeah. like to take it on? Yeah. Um, and when we moved into the first permanent home of the Beehive, yeah. Tracy and I, um, we then took it on to co-lead it together with um, Rob as our mentor for yeah. that very first one that we ran there.
0: Oh, brilliant! And like, what kind of things did you learn
1: on the course? Like,
0: what did did it change things for you in how you view public speaking?
1: Massively. Um, for one learning about myself and actually what I felt and how I felt speaking to people um, was perceived very differently. So I always felt like my nerves were really, really visible. And the feedback was that it wasn't at all and Mm -hmm. actually I had a natural confidence which I didn't feel myself <laughs> but it was but it very apparent yeah, to yeah. to the audience side of things so just that realization and and learning about myself was a massive piece but also some really practical things as well that I've used at work um, applied in terms of you know focusing how to communicate how mm-hmm. to um, structure the way I present um, information. So yeah. the, there's some really practical things in there as well as just building confidence because public speaking is one of those things. It's practice makes perfect. Yeah. The more you do it, the less intimidating it becomes. Yeah. Um, but
0: you're in this like safety, aren't you? And absolutely. And there's, there's very few ways that you can practice public speaking because you yes. kind of have to be in the public to be speaking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um, having that like safe environment where you yeah. can practice, um, but you know that like, you're, it's not going to change anything and you're all in the same boat it must yeah. make such a big like difference.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, that safe place is, is a really, really important part of this and really important in the sense of because you know you're coming from a place of insecurity and, and yeah. fear to an extent and sort of anxiety l- levels are really high when you first sort of step into that space and having that safe space to practice and know that no matter how horribly wrong it might go, yeah. y- you'll be okay because the people in there are A, in the same boat, but they're actually there to hold you up. They're there to yeah. help you along that journey. And and the feedback, which is a really important part, actually, of the course, um, helps you build on that. Yeah, I love that. Um, so
0: when the hub beehive hub in general began in two north street like we knew that it wasn't an ideal long-term solution like we didn't have any space to grow um, and like it was really tough having it in the shop because you had to like set up every time it was effort and it was freezing <laughs> it was. like first we winter. had no- oh, oh, honestly my God. we had no heating <laughs> and so you'd be there in the evening and you'd be like wrap up warm <laughs> and nobody wants to wrap up warm to go to an event do you like you you want to go in and be warm mm-hmm. um it's so, like oh gosh the amount of times i would be in that shop for like supporting you for the workshop and i'd be like right i'm just gonna borrow a jumper
2: from the rails <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it would just be feet if you're sitting down oh, for a long yeah. time your
0: feet would be like oh, really yeah. cold, so, horrible so it meant that like when we were looking f- around one to three north street um like looking for a space that had like an, a separate space for workshops was like one of our requirements um, and also that we had heating um, <laughs>
1: I mean we didn't
0: ask for much no, so no, no. Um, so when we when we went to one three one to three north street and we went upstairs and um, we knew instantly the room that we chose was going to be the conference room which was kind of like charlotte's like so happy she's like smiling like a smitten honestly that that room when we went up
2: those stairs because we had no idea did we what yeah. it was like upstairs and we'd come from a shop that was pretty dodgy upstairs yeah. and we walked up there and it was just a lovely open um like a landing space with yeah. two big rooms and we knew we had to have one room as a stock room yeah. and the other room was just, it was just like there was a, oh, moment, <laughs> this is going to be our training, workshop, conference room. Yeah. It's so multifaceted that it, that we can use it for whatever and it was usable, apart yeah. from a coat of paint, yeah, it yeah. was usable straight away. And then yeah. when we found the conference table in another charity oh, shop, yes. we knew, and we hadn't even signed the lease for this shop nice. yet, we bought the table. <laughs> We bought that table before we had the shop yeah. and we just knew that it was going it to be... It fit perfectly. Yeah, it yeah. fits perfectly. And, and I think probably Ida would agree that the other shop was great, mm-hmm. but you were quite visible. Yeah. Yeah. and and for a lot of our our um, clients customers and um, workshop participants you don't want people walking by and no. seeing that you might be doing a course on anxiety or something yeah. like that so again sobbing in the corner <laughs> <laughs> exactly again the the upgrade to the new shop was much more in keeping with our values of yeah. dignity and keeping people's privacy for them yeah. so yeah, it's a great space. It's it, like, and it's, it's still, your like little
0: domain, isn't it, Charlotte? Yeah. yeah.
2: It's got stationery in it and <laughs> got still got vision to make it a bit more colourful, yeah. but it's it's just usable and it's mostly clean. <laughs> and it's just yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm and it's thrilled. Warm. And I'm thrilled also that other people now are able to rent it out yeah.
0: and it's part of our income as well. Yeah. To use it. And um, so being in our new space, as you said, like with a designated workshop um, room has meant that you've been able to do like many more workshops, Charlotte. And mm-hmm. um, can you talk me through like the last year and how the hub has gone?
2: So, with a designated space and a designated calendar, um, I had to get myself um, organized. <laughs> and the, I think the teacher brain starts to come out, the um, planning for their forecasting for yeah. the year ahead. And I had been reading a really good book called God's Guide to Your Wellbeing. And it was just clear to me that that was something that I could deliver. So we entered into a year of well-being for the Beehive um, workshop. So once a month. Which
0: was like totally perfect coming out of like COVID where people had been so isolated and needed to like re-envisage like what well-being is for them now absolutely so it was like perfect timing
2: and the media will throw all sorts of things your way things that you can buy for well-being things that you can go for a spa day but actually the mental health side of well-being if, yeah. if that's not in place the other stuff you won't enjoy it anyway so it's really important for us to dig a bit deeper and yeah. provide a space for people to be able to share as much or as little as they wanted to And also we have paying customers come to our courses, but then we have spaces for clients as well, which are free spaces, which is brilliant. you never know who's going to come through your workshop door and that's been one of the challenges for me after coming out of teaching doing any training for teachers everyone comes in and the, the level the bar is kind of set most people who are working as teachers have got either a, a teaching degree or maybe a master's and all of a sudden you've got a massively huge demographic of yeah. people coming in so as a facilitator that's challenged me yeah and actually as you know casual over the year i've gone <laughs> how many times do i plan workshops that could go on for about three days <laughs> and I'm like I've planned too much but now a year down the line I, I put my planning in place and it's a bit like that development as a teacher you do your lesson plan but actually yeah. then you read the room and you yeah. go with the flow and it feels a lot more organic
0: yeah. just
2: being able to work with with the people that I've got and the need
0: that they have so it's yeah. been great it's been a good year yeah it's been a really good year. yeah um, and Ida you you took over from Rob and then you've done, like, you're in, in your third course so far in our new shop, right? Yep. And <laughs> um, so there, there has been so much going on and you've had loads of people on it. But could you just tell us, like, a little bit about what it actually... Like, what is the public speaking course? What could people expect
1: if they came? Okay. So the, the one that we're running at the moment um, is very much a beginner's public speaking course. So it um, kind of dra- tries to break that ice, the first step... And people come and join it for lots of different reasons. Yeah, um, we've had people who have wanted to specifically prepare for a event. Yeah, so they're looking for practice. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had people through who um, are trying to build their confidence. Yeah, so again, finding a safe space where they can explore that, see what that feels like, learn some new skills. We've had people through who who are trying to. Um, do things differently at work. So Mm -hmm. using it um, as part of their development side of things. So people come with very, very different reasons um, to us for it. Um, The course itself kind of tries to cater to both improving skills Mm -hmm. around presenting. So from the actual how do you do the standing up there? Yeah. Um, as well as the, the practical side of things if you find yourself needing to use PowerPoint presentations yeah. or slides for any other type of purposes. And um so it it's eight sessions. Yeah. And in each one give, each session gives people the opportunity to practice. So mm-hmm. they do a five minute presentation. Yeah. And About then, anything? Um, no, we have set topics yeah. that are meant to draw out particular aspects and usually yeah. link back to the previous session's skills yeah. booster side of things. So we cover kind of content creation, we cover uh, beginnings, endings, yeah. um, how to add interest, the do's and don'ts around yeah. statistics and charts and things flying <laughs> across your slides. So, yeah um it's a broad spectrum so we we try and make it quite broad but like charlotte said you kind of adapt to your um audience and and the people there um again we have people coming through with lots of different backgrounds lots of different skill sets so um although the the content is is fixed i do adapt it to kind of where people are at in terms of their knowledge
0: and their goal i guess and what
1: they're trying to achieve absolutely
0: Yeah, that's great. It sounds brilliant. It sounds really, really good. So I mean I mean I haven't done it. But come and join me. Maybe I should come. <laughs> maybe I should come. I'm not very good at public speaking, am I? Uh... <laughs> um but so you're halfway through your third course since we moved into one to three North Street. Mm-hmm. Um do you have any stories from those three courses that have like filled your heart with joy?
1: Oh my god, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I was reflecting on that kind of in preparation to come and joining you here. Um, yeah. And the thing that I love the most is seeing that transformation. yeah. So you know you you start off, I mean I've most of the people that I've come through the course, I don't know before they walk through the door. Yeah. So for, for one is getting to know them yeah. over those eight sessions, um, you know, three months that we spend together. And about halfway, you can see something click. Yeah. And suddenly, you know, the confidence levels are there. Um, people are starting to relax more into it, and it, it's it's that session um, which just I don't know what it is. It's like a bit it of magic. Something. Um, yeah. where where something just clicks, and suddenly, you know, people are are so much more confident. Yeah um and and you can see it in in themselves as well it's not just that they're kind of outwardly um confident but that they recognize it in themselves and it's that self-belief they start to see it in themselves yeah i love which um is great but yeah we've we've also had people who've come onto the course um and and grown so much that they if they've taken the skills that they've learned on there and gone off to do their own things. So we've, we've had people go through who wanted to improve their own businesses. So they're yeah. now, they, they were very cautious about, um, you know, using social media, for example, mm-hmm. as part of their business and, and speaking to people via videos and, and that sort of thing. And now, you know, a year, a year and a half after they've been on the course, they're doing absolutely amazing yeah. things and sharing their skills, their um, learnings through the the way they are able Mm. to communicate now and and speak to others um and and it's amazing to kind of see where they've gone with it yeah and what they've done so Mm. yeah it's amazing that's so
0: good and i mean it that totally fits into like becca's original like dream of what the beehive is like Mm. that it's a buzzing hive where bees come yeah. and then they go away again and and um, like sometimes that's really sad because you kind of want to like keep them mm. close and um, but at the same time it's like spreading pollen isn't it and yeah. then they will then go away and they'll be impacting people as they go as well so Absolutely. that's brilliant oh I love it and um, so one thing that Charlotte you mentioned mm. is that um Although our workshops have, like, a price attached to it. So, Charlotte, yours are, like, £5, depending, yep. and the um, public speaking course is £35 for the eight-week course, which actually works out as £5 each, right? Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so, but we, as with everything Beehive, we always make sure that there's spaces for people who can't afford it um, for whatever reason. Like, we're not means-tested or anything. Um, but so... um. We like we really love that that carries over into hubs and that we always have those spaces. And um, but in the same way as we do with the beehive, nobody knows who's who, mm. and that's one thing I love because there's nothing worse than sitting in a room and feeling like you're the odd one out, is there? Mm. So I love that we just have those spare spaces. So if you're listening at home and you want to do any of these workshops and you can't afford it and money is an issue, don't ever let money be an issue. So get in touch with us. Um, but what are your favourite things about running a hub, workshop? Oh, good question. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> I think for me, it I mean, I love people and I love listening to people's stories. Um, so I get a real sense of satisfaction when people come in. And I suppose it's that teacher in me. You see them get that light bulb moment. Yeah. and It could be the smallest thing that they're then going to go and act upon outside of the hub, but you feel again like you've sown a seed and off they go, and it's that momentum for people, and especially when we get people come back to other workshops or then come back into the shop. We had one lady who came as a client, and she had a free space, and a few weeks later she came back in and she said, oh, I've I've got my £5 now, I want to pay for the pay for the workshop because it was such good value and she ended up putting her five pounds on the pay it forward coffee card so actually that it's just that just that i don't know how you put that into words Mm. it's just
0: that (laughs) yeah it's the it's the beehive experience isn't it it's the ethos everything just tumbles forward absolutely people want to people want to return it
2: yeah and people's enthusiasm as well people people really want to to think about growing and developing and um a bit i've spoken to you about this before but one of my bugbears is how things are price pointed for very middle class people but actually there are people out there who have got so much to offer that can't access things like coaching workshops because they're they're too much and this just gives them a taste of finding something and getting their teeth stuck into it and it's just yeah yeah, i love
0: it yay
1: what's your favorite (laughs) So I, I totally agree with what Charlotte just said. <laughs> um, I think it's it's that making a space, enabling people mm. to come and and join this. You know, anybody could deliver the the content, but it's creating that that space that really kind of fills me with yeah, just satisfaction. Yeah, it, it excites me about you know that I'm able to help other people step into what they're already capable Mm. of yeah um so it's just a case of teasing it out of them in a way but by just creating a space for them to come and and do it yeah um you know there is actually there is nothing special needed or or that you you do it's just giving them the opportunity yeah tapping into something that is already there but you just haven't realized Mm. yeah so, yeah
2: what really <clears throat> makes me chuckle as well is it, sometimes in a workshop I go back to training that I've done before whether it be teach training or other things and you get like workshop types <laughs> so, <laughs> you get the person that doesn't say anything and then they open their mouth and you're like oh that's amazing why didn't you say that sooner and then you get the person who was me at a workshop talks all the time (laughs) and you can see other people and so as a facilitator Mm. your job isn't really what the the content is it's to it's to see those people as people and think right actually now you need to pipe down for a minute so we can get some gold out of these other guys Mm. and I think that's what I've learned the most yeah is that actually reading the room is so important and I think that really helps with when you don't know who's going to come through the door but actually that that kind of professional training from the past for me has come in really
0: useful for yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, Ida, in October, obviously, we've been celebrating our five-year birthday. Mm. Happy birthday to us. Um, and so I just want to ask you, like, personally for you, nothing to do with the hubs necessarily, but what has it meant to you to be part of the Beehive?
1: Like, what do you love about the Beehive? Oh, my God. It just feels like... It feels like family. Yeah. Um. I've I've dipped in and out of different things and I've kind of been on this journey myself a little bit in terms of trying to figure out who I am and what I'm doing and, and COVID had an awful lot to do with that. Yeah. And the Beehive and, and just the team around it has been just s- such a support without it feeling like a support, if that makes yeah. sense. Um. You know, I can... I can pop in there, and it just feels so natural, so comfortable. You know, I'm I am just who I am. Um, I don't have to, you know, show up any differently than I would normally be. It's it's such an accepting, mm-hmm. um, caring environment yeah. that's allowed me to grow, to become more confident, and pass it on to others. Yeah. Um. And. You know, the fact that there is now a physical space for that mm-hmm. is, is absolutely fantastic. Um, I mean, the people have always been there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, But having a physical space that encompasses all of that yeah. um, has probably been the, yeah, the most fantastic thing. And um, I love being part um, of the team. I love being part um, of, of passing things on to other people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah.
0: We love having you part of the team. <laughs> we got the same about you. Do. I love that you're on our team. It's such joy. I absolutely love it. Oh, Charlotte, no. you look like you're going to cry. I, I'm all right. I'm all right, right, okay. yeah. all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm controlled. You know? You're controlled, mm-hmm. okay. Um. So, obviously, you'll both be continuing to lead hubs at the Beehive. Um. And there'll be a new round of the public speaking course in the new year right? Um, so if anyone's looking to take part, keep an eye on our social media um, or drop us a message and we'll be able to um, get back to you. Charlotte, you'll be bringing another year of workshops. I will. Can you tell us a little bit about what those are going to look like? So
2: this last year was a year of well-being this year is a year of cultivation oh because i love and i'm just gonna use my notes here i love the definition of cultivation so to cultivate is to prepare and use for raising of crops to loosen or break up soil to foster growth of to improve by labor care or study further and encourage and to make friends with and as i was thinking about the year, I was like, they're they're human things, you Mm -hmm. know. And actually for a farmer, if the soil isn't number one A star quality, their crops aren't gonna grow well and and after covid and i think the last couple of years it's just been about surviving now we're ready to grow really strong so in order to cultivate something we need to be aware of ourselves and Mm -hmm. i think there are lots of people out there that have got amazing things in them that need to be cultivated for the good of our community and the good of society so we're going to be doing things like um how to cultivate self-love self-compassion um how to cultivate your own sense of vision and values how to cultivate authenticity um, cultivating confidence and cultivating community because, like Ida was saying, people have gone on from the public speaking to do things. And yeah. we, especially with my faith, I believe everyone's got something in them who can go and do amazing things. Yeah. And my excitement this year is to um, help people on their journey yeah. of finding out what that thing is and to cultivate something new. So, Yay. once a month, each session will be different, each session is standalone, but they all fit together um dates will come out so um, asap
0: yay that's <laughs> <I'm> brilliant <excited. laughs> that's so good oh, i'm excited i'm excited for both <gasps> yay <laughs> um, well thank you both for joining me today um for anyone at home if you want to come to any hub workshop at any point keep an eye on our website Charlotte, do you want to say it? No, you don't want to say no. the website. No, <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like that. <laughs> if you listen to last last um, episode, you'll know she doesn't enjoy that. Um, <laughs> uh, keep an eye on our website, www.beehiveashford.com forward slash calendar. Um, and we keep everything on there. Um, and you can sign up to them as they pop in or get in touch at Hello Ashford. No, how did I just do it? Because we were just talking. About. I'm saying hello at beehiveashford.com. Um, but for now, thank you, Charlotte and Ida, and we'll see you again another time. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks Kazzle Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this episode on Rubies and Gold. You won't want to miss an episode, so make sure you like and subscribe on whichever podcast service you're listening on. We'd also love to hear from you. Reach out and tell us your thoughts. Or if you have questions to ask, drop us an email at rubiesandgoldpod at gmail.com and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Or just stop by for coffee one day if you're nearby. We'd love to see you.